Hi, welcome to Five Days with Doug. I'm Doug Perkins. And today's podcast is a fun one. It's with two of my best friends in the world, Tim Feeney and Todd Meehan, the people who I've known since back when I was in school and over the last 15 years have been musical co-collaborators and just some of my best friends in the whole world. Additionally, Alex Roten is with us. Um, He is... Well, he does a lot of things. He writes music, he makes movies, he makes web series. He is very, very active on the internet making content. You can see all of his stuff at welldang.com. Tim, he has these miniature musical masterworks he does on YouTube, which we'll talk about, which were shockingly interesting. To know Tim was to not expect that he would make things like this. And similarly, I think Todd... um, has now launched this thing he's calling Liquid Drum, where he's creating video content of all sorts on the internet as well. So we sort of end up having a a fun, what's it like to be creative out there on the internet conversation, in addition to many other things, including um, the uh, pro wrestling style uh, feud between Josh Quillen and Todd Meehan. Uh, I asked Todd about that and you will not be disappointed. Uh, I think we even end up mourning the death of Rowdy Roddy Piper at some point on this podcast. So um, yeah, so enjoy it. I think for those of you interested in doing things on the internet, uh, it's interesting for friends of Todd or Tim or people who are curious in their work. It's enlightening. And I think Alex um, as well sheds a good light into how to how to be involved in all of this. So enjoy it. Uh, thanks for listening again, and more soon. Here's the podcast. gracious are we, is, this, is this on now yeah we're doing this all right hi gents um so hey everybody uh welcome back to uh five days so we're we're having we're gonna have a fun podcast today that i was unexpected and surprising and we're gonna see how it goes i think i'd always imagined that these conversations would be one-on-one but as you heard from previous ones uh todd me and i are me and perkins duo had a recital in chicago and uh that brought our friend Alex Roden into town and also our dear, dear friend Tim Feeney, who we've known for many years, happens to be playing down the street from us. So this has led to all of us being at the five-day studio at the same time. That's also known as my house. Uh, we all just had some Thai takeout and we're chatting and so I thought we'd throw the mics on and A fine and have flower a chat. vase this is, I must say. Yes, it, and it is a fine... Um, <laughs> We got to find Trader Joe's bud vase on the table of my dining room table. Very, very wonderful. Maybe we'll post a photo online later. (laughs) Uh, So um, so we're here with Todd Meehan, who is my duo partner, a long-suffering musical collaborator. Uh, He is also the uh, founder and CEO of Liquid Drum. Uh, We have Alex Roten, who this podcast would not have happened without. He... um, 
and I have done projects together for years and years, met at Dartmouth. Um, and this all happened because I kept telling Alex I wanted to have a podcast and he made the cool graphic and the cool music at the beginning um, and probably taught me how to post this thing online. Um, <laughs> thanks, Alex. <laughs> and we have Tim Feeney, uh, who as well as a long suffering collaborator uh, who I met back in the 90s um, as a young percussionist. And uh, yeah, I guess though we, I don't, we'll see if we get in there. Todd and Tim and I started our careers together in So Percussion. We founded that band together out of school and have survived to be friends later. Uh, interestingly though, the thing that I wanna start talking about is that somehow we are all doing fun internet projects. I don't know. I thought maybe we'd start the conversation talking about some of those things. I know we're supposed to talk about what we did this week. Um, well, maybe let's do that. Uh, Todd, in the last five days, um, tell me, tell me what you've, you've done on the internet. Yeah. So last five days has seen, uh, the creation and launch of a new liquid drum video. Why do you make these videos? <coughs> Um, You're allowed to laugh, Tim. It's okay. It's no fun if you don't uh, laugh. I'll spray coffee all over the the living room, the carpet, <laughs> my pants. It's just all be over. It came about without any um, pre thought. So the whole the whole video series, I had the the idea of launching um, what I've been calling a company, which is. You know, to be just so truthful, it's just a name and a logo at this point. Most companies actually have only that. Right. Good. Thank you. That makes me feel better. Um, so, but I wanted to launch this thing in order to do, basically to create an umbrella to do all of my own projects. Anything that I was going to put out um, that didn't have something to do with the MP duo or Baylor Percussion or... I guess those are the only other things I do, but anything I was going to do separate from that, um, and because I have, I just have more uh -huh. thi more things that I want to do. So I know, I know, as a fact, you started Liquid Drum because you wanted to write a book about the tambourine and the triangle, right? Which is totes interesting. I heard a rumor to this effect as well, too, which is oh, you've, you've heard about the book? Well, it's been interesting watching the web series sort of develop in approaching that end, I suppose, but at right. the same time getting as far away from it as completely possible. Exactly, so. yes. So the big motivator was to produce a book, and so I got um, uh, a decent, I got a decent camera and some sound gear through uh, a grant, through Baylor, to uh, record the, the video and audio elements of, of this accessories book. But in the process of doing this, I just, I started playing around with the gear I made a couple of videos up front. I made a, a tambourine video for Black Swamp uh, in the same way that you did, Doug, uh, featuring Alex's piece, which was wonderful, by the way. Oh, yeah. But it, it then it quickly turned into... It turned hard fast. It turned hard fast. Something else. It turned yeah, what, was the, what was the pivot video? I know the pivot video. It was when you decided to dress up like your students and make fun of students. Exactly. Because you are yes. a professor of percussion at Baylor University who's been teaching there for, what, like 12 years now? Right. And then you were on a sabbatical to write this book. And then you close the door to your windowless office and dress up like your students. And then you proceed. I've, I, as an outside listener, I don't know about Tim, 
It looked like you were working through some stuff. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> really? Oh, precisely. Or okay. I mean, at least for our scene too at Alabama, that showed up the week everybody crashed and burned in their own lessons. And hey guys, look at this. It, like in a weird way, it got a message across. And But people were bringing it to me in the other direction. Like, I feel so bad. Do I do this? And like laughing. Also, and then cut really guilty. Oh my God. Like they, like they were simultaneously laughing and feeling horrible about themselves, which... It's probably not the best description of what you would hope for, like in a learning environment. But <laughs> so I was, was worried about for you a, week. a little bit. <laughs> I thought it was really funny, and then I was like, "I hope my man's okay." Wow. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I felt, I felt totally okay the whole time. That's, um, that's so great to hear, though, from the other side. Uh, I had the, the mo- I don't even know what the motivation was to do that video. I, I think I was just going to have some fun. It it wasn't a response directly to my students, although I mean you know we all take those experiences and 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 use them. So certainly some things came through, but um, I thought oh the, you know whatever this would be fun. So let's throw it on and do this. And and so that one that one actually sparked a lot more interest. So that made the rounds that landed in a lot of places that I didn't think it would it would land and it got it so so more attention came back to Tim the brand um, <laughs> and so at that point then I said okay wait this this is actually something so I was um, concurrently writing the the accessories book but then I thought there's so much potential here because if I just you know, turned the camera on for 20 minutes and acted like a fool and then did three hours of editing and that actually like created a buzz. Well, I've got a lot of that material. Um, but then I also thought, let's make it educational. There's gotta be some nugget of something in each one of these things. None of them are, are completely foolish for the sake of foolishness. Everything has to have something embedded. Um, so I, you know, I went to the whiteboard, which is just a Word doc on my computer, and I jotted down a ton of ideas, and I'm still jotting down ideas. And when I was on sabbatical, I was able to crank out one a week, and now it's a little bit slower. But um, yeah, I probably have 50 or 60 more video ideas waiting to be realized. It's great and surprising. I'll tell these guys uh, when I'm when I've I've worked with you for some years now some 15 17 since 99 so some years 17 we're getting very old um up until recently i wouldn't have been sure that you could have turned on a video recorder (laughs) (laughs) why are you laughing Wow, just the um, frame of that. Hey, could you respond to this, please? <laughs> I've I have never, um, yeah, I've never I've never hidden the fact that I, in fact, I embraced Doug. You know this. I embraced my lack of knowledge in anything uh, electronic or technology based, um, mainly when, like at our with our duo projects, because I could just say, Doug, I have no idea. So you can do it all. You figure it out. You figure out all of that stuff. Um, that makes sense, right, Alex? Like, you just think of me and you think, Doug understands. More than a lot of people, actually, <laughs> yeah, to be honest. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it worked in my favor for a long time until you think, well, but there's now there's, there's, you know, I could use this particular thing as a vehicle and I don't have any money to pay 
anyone to help me with it or to do it for me. Um, so like many of these things, of course, you just start doing it um, and you start to figure some things out. And there's a million things, of course, I don't know, but I've learned a lot along the way and I'm enjoying it. I think it's great. We think it's great too. Thanks, Doug. Uh, uh, Tim, have you been active lately? Um, on the internet, like viral media, lanyap scene, as it were. Yeah, not terribly. Um, I did, all of those words that you just said, I didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and it could have been. It could have been like. Well, uh, well, we have to rule out some of those. We we can we can say definitively that you understand viral social media. I think it was line aspects that make it okay. So the line okay. app is the thirteenth donut, like it, in its in its like positive sense, right? The baker's dozen, right? You order twelve of these things, and you get a thirteenth, like the little extra, right? Um, it, it actually is called Lanyap. Yeah, L A G N I A P P. Not guess that. There you have it. You know, I suppose we could be more cynical about it, and it could refer to like, you know, like the grift like greasing the wheels of some circumstance happening i guess but because yeah. you you at least among the three drummers here you are the you are the first internet sensation of the table well but uh, by far because by you far. tim tim feeney uh created a series of it's miniature musical masterworks miniature musical masterworks i mean i suppose my purposes and my entertainment with the thing were sort of different that way but that which, was which which just to be clear for 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 people like when my mom's listening. Yep. Um, take, you take pieces of music that are, or, or scenarios that are, at least in our dorky sphere of the musical world, are, air quotes, important pieces of music, and you distill them down. I make them very small in a minute and a half, definitely, using smallness in every possible circumstance. Okay. Or, like doing things like hanging a gong in your, in your shower. <laughs> or making a stuffed cow play play a piece of music. I've always thought of it too of like you're taking obscurity and you're making it just even way more obscure. I, I tend to be a fan of that sort of joke, obviously, with that. But no, I mean that came about I guess about three years ago actually I was on tour with Meridian with Sarah Hedes and, and Greg Stewart and that came up in the car, like one of Sarah's friends would say, wouldn't it be funny? Somebody should make a movie of the Stockhausen go-kart quartet. Like, like instead of this, this piece, the helicopter string quartet, which is the most giant and wonderful and excessive version of a thing that there could be. And then we can make a smaller version of it and using fun materials. That's not a terribly interesting <laughs> sentence, I guess, but, um, and you know, as a, as a joke to have, as a joke, to have course. fun, to have a laugh. That's really all I kind of ever intend for these sorts of things as they come out. Like, did it make me laugh when I was making the thing? And then, you know, if I if I can put it out to the world and like ten people get a chuckle that day at lunch, that's really just sort of the limit of it too. There are about you know there are ten, fifteen, twenty, fifty people probably total that like would be interested in the thing in the first place, and. But that seemed so, like a neat approach for something. Just to this will make me laugh on a day when I need a laugh. That's really as far as, it, as it's ever gone. I think just uh, from the to go uh, as as I like to do to get from the talking about ideas to talking about emotions. Okay. Um, when I think about you, well, I think and you could you could guide me with this. I think of you as a man with a you're a big hearted man. But also a uh, you're you're a you're a reserved kind of guy. 
So yeah, putting yourself, I'm just, I'm still always amazed at the moment of inspiration where Tim, and from knowing you as, you know, we all grow older, knowing you from the right. like young version of yourself that, you know, was, was practicing virtuosic music. Probably would have taken offense at some of the Yeah, and then like, out, well, thinking like going from like school Tim to like very thorny, very, as we were maybe talking about that we saw a concert last night of some younger musicians who were clearly wearing their, um, their hearts and their agendas on their sleeve. Like, yeah, very much. And I think you were a guy who 200% definitely you, you identified with that feeling. Oh my gosh. Did I? Yes. So then watching that guy decide, I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to get a stuffed animal out of the guest room and have some fun and post it on the fucking internet for everyone to watch. Well, but, uh, but my version of the internet also isn't everyone. It is about 50 people, prob- probably total. Um, or I suppose my reservedness ends up being really uncomfortable with the idea of branding a thing or, or like as an explicit or like an overt method of doing I think that's, something. Yeah, like. and I think that's all where you've gone wrong in life. With a lot of, just with a lot of things. <laughs> well, you know, the, okay, that's a, that's a joke, and also it's completely serious, and and yeah, I should run with the humor potential of this too. But it is it is true, like there, you know, different doors have opened in different places because of my own tendencies and the, like the way I feel in those circumstances. But like, yeah, literally, it went as far as that. Like, I came off of a came off of a tour with, oh, here would be a good idea that we thought was funny. And none of, nobody in the car had made it yet. So cool. This will take me 90 seconds to make a 90 second video of this. Okay, so here's this giant piece by James Tenney that traditionally percussionists play on the biggest possible tam-tam they can find. And it takes them the longest possible time to get it to play it as loud as they can. And it's ginormous. Well, wouldn't that be funny on an instrument that's three inches tall hanging from my shower curtain rod? Nobody else will get it, but I, th- I thought it was worth a chuckle. And that's enough. Um... Yeah, but it, it, it's enough. And um, by contrast, you also sing really pretty songs sometimes <laughs> on the internet. Well, also like, oh, this will make me chuckle today. I would do like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, let's record a cover of a cover of like a B-side of an ACDC record on my little toy xylophone. That is miniaturizing a thing. And it, yeah, it made me happy that day. Done. They're kind of sweet. I, well, I appreciate that. And I guess then as a follow-up, I wonder, I wonder about both of you, and neither of you can speak about it, how much of uh, connecting to the internet for you or using it as a tool is because you guys live in somewhat remote locations? Is that a way for you guys? Do either of you feel like you use it to as a way to connect? I mean, it is, I suppose it is another layer where, for, for example, as I put out my own recordings of like sort of the other music that I'm involved with, like, that is a way to disseminate something um, from a place where otherwise it feels like the community of people I work with are all in airplanes distance away. I mean, that's definitely true and undeniable, but like, at least from the standpoint of the videos, like that's definitely true and I didn't think about it. Like literally, like, like this is not a branded opportunity. This is tell a joke to 10 people that might be into the knock-knock jokeness of it. Um, but uh, I mean, I suppose we're all sort of from different experiences with that too. Like I'm the latest possible adopter of social media. I was the last person I knew to have a cell phone. I was the last person I knew to like to carry an iPod and I still carry it, which in 2016, I've noticed younger people like, yeah, that itself is a marker of 
some, agedness. Uh, some, yeah, some pro, um, protracted obsolescence somehow, which which is, yeah, simultaneously sort of odd and chuckle-worthy in its own, I guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, Todd, you would maybe have a different sense of what you're doing and why in that case, yeah? No, I think the, I think the wider audience is, that, it, that certainly plays into into what I don't know I with with my project it just seems like every day I wake up and it it is becoming something different like I have a grand scheme in my head that I actually can't articulate so if I went to business school it's they just pro- awesome and it's there yeah and right you, it's the best exactly. but I can't tell you right that's good they tell you they do teach you that in business school like, yeah like I'm sure and I would I would fail that project like you have to articulate it in 15 words or whatever and um, so I'm letting it I'm letting it evolve in my in my head and I'm putting out different examples of where it is that day or that week um, and I'm using what tools I can and I have at my disposal to do that um, and and I'm just gonna see where it goes and I'm not in a big rush and I'm ha- like I said I'm just I'm I'm having fun and I'm having chuckles and I, you know, I love, I, I like to teach this stuff and I love, I absolutely love laughing at myself and other people who do the same stuff that we do. And I, because I just think it's, it's just so like, it's all so ridiculous what we do. (laughs) Word. Especially like, especially what Tim does. Maybe even more so, but that's true to, you know, but broadly, it's all so ridiculous. Um, and, and Tim, I wouldn't actually never make fun of anything that you do. And I but, think it's, but it is patently ridiculous. No more ridiculous than every time I spend a whole day teaching marimba and I love it and my students love it and we're going to be passionate about it. And I believe in killing it and crushing it and working really hard for it. But uh, teaching hyper virtuosic marimba music is no different than playing long tones on a good sounding drum. Right. And I, and I think, yeah. And I love like the stuff that you're making fun of also in your, in your video series. Like I can't make, I can't make fun of those same things because I don't do them as well as you do. And I can't make fun of, of, you know, friction music because um, I, that, I mean, that takes some license off the table though. If you had a really good angle at something, well, I, sure, sure, yeah. I know, and, but like, I love to, matter. I love to make fun of the marimba, not, <laughs> not, be, not because I think I'm the world's greatest marimbas, but I know enough about it that I can make fun of it. Well, and you also ca- capture its culture and it's probably a succinct doses. Also like your so. video making fun of uh, the way classical musicians dress is frighteningly on point And also, <laughs> a big hug to everyone who gets on stage and does yeah, this stuff. Like, absolutely. It's, it's, you can, I, I think it's hard to not feel the embrace of I'm giving all of my friends and colleagues a hug with this video. Cause these are all the conversations we've all had. Right. We had it this morning as we talked as about we what we were going to wear tonight. Today. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going grayscale tonight. I'm going to go, um, I guess I'm somewhere between grayscale slash club, and then when I put on my sunglasses, it'll be in stylist. Or maybe I'll just do some pleats. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you're. You are. Multi, I'm mixing genres. Multi-category I'm, today. You know, yeah. trying to genre bust whenever a, possible. A postmodernist collage approach to absolutely your general stage appearance and demeanor. I the thing for me 
before talking talking to Alex about his crazy stuff, I, I have to say for both of you, and from knowing you for so long and coming up and building our careers together and building it behind instruments, it is wonderful and inspiring to see the way you have put yourself out there with these projects. It is oddly intimate, the things that you guys are doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, but I don't know how you would do any of this stuff at any remove and not and have it land in the same sort of way, right? Like, totally. But I, but I, but it is still, it is notable. A camera does that, right? Like, I suppose, like it, here we're setting up a, a, a 720 pixel box in which I, we can only fit three quarters of Todd's face and half of a tambourine. Like, yeah. But that you're I suppose playing, the medium kind of does it. You're playing with it. dolls, <laughs> and you're in your car. Yes. And you're playing. You're playing. You're playing pretend. And the Pretty way much, that I pre- yeah. pretend with it's my it's very much Mister Rogers. Like like as my as my favorite sweaters that I tend to to wear when it's cold as well too. It's very much a Mister Rogers experience. Like so, that. it's just it's really I think that can't be discounted. The and similarly with you, Todd, like spending a day playing dress up with yourself to make that video or you know it's you you have to go you have to commit and accept a lot of things that i think could be paralyzing to people to to put out content like that paralyzing well you know what i mean i think like for a lot of people like i'm gonna make a video where i play dress up with myself and pretend i'm a model like this will make me look ridiculous and therefore like i should i'm gonna really work on these with good voiceover (laughs) then i'm gonna put it everywhere and let the chips fall yeah i think yeah i think there's certain like you certainly have to be completely i don't know it's weird you have you have to be completely unguarded if if it's something that you think anybody is going to watch or consume on any level but at the same time when you're doing it if you're doing it the way I do it or the way Tim does it, which is completely alone. Like I, you know, I prefer in most of these scenarios, I prefer just like to have no one else in the room unless, you know, I'm interviewing someone, you know, and both of you guys have, have, we've done that. But most of the time it's just, it doesn't feel like that process of actually making it is putting myself out there in any way have, have you ever had them so your finger trembling over the mouse button like click publish like like at yeah the end I, stage of the I guess like, so I get that and probably I've, once yeah a circumstance and i've i've second guessed things before i mean anything you put out be, people are going mm-hmm. to judge right in the same way that i'm judging all of the things that i'm making fun of but if there so if there's a, a 26 year old hotshot who wants to take me to task because my my hands don't look good. I think that's so great. Have you been made fun of for your hands yet? Well, first of all, I'll say that I think my hands are beautiful when I play percussion. I think they're sweet. So, so no, of course, of course, of course <laughs> I haven't. Fine. That's great. Um, I, I want to bring Alex into Alex, the conversation. Alex, please come save us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, well, one question I had though, just is about like audience in general. Ah. Um, because you're both making what one could consider to be esoteric videos about um, pedagogy, really? It's specifically you. Yeah, for right? me. For but if you're, if you're talking about also like making um, commentaries on music that is not what one consider popular music, right. you know, you're, you've already admitted that breaking down the subset of what your audience might be is like right. you're sort of only your small intranet. Right. The, the target market is basically the six other people that would be <laughs> sitting next to me if I were making this in a room with six or seven other people. Yeah. Right. And so then does there ever come, like, is there a time barrier for you where you go like, this is the result of this time is not worth it regarding what my audience is? And, or, or is there, is that, 
you're just kind of doing it for yourself. I'm definitely doing it for myself. I mean, I, I suppose some people, if, if fewer people will see my videos, it's, that that's probably self-selecting, I guess. But I am very much, I think, doing this for myself. Um, I don't yeah. know if you would agree with that. I'm, I'm both. I'm, I think it depends on the video. Like when I put out, like the video I put out this week, I hope a, a lot of people watch it. I hope they use it in developing um, snare drum technique and I hope they get a chuckle out of it. The interview interview and video that I did with Tim was completely selfish and I, you know, like going into that, I knew probably nobody is going to watch this. Is it because of how unfamous Tim is? Is that weird? That's a big, it does tend to be a limited factor yeah. in this. <laughs> no, like that, one was, design, that one was just completely like... Oh, that was so much fun though. <laughs> yeah, we, we just wanted to have fun and do whatever this thing, you know, like whatever. Um, that's different from the video I did with Doug, which was also fun and joking, but was a little bit more like, let's actually talk about our history. And to some degree, let's talk about what half, con it was yeah. half content at least. Yeah. Definitely. My wife fast forwarded that part. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. serious part. She was like, Oh, this part's boring. Can't you, you jump on the desk? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, I don't know for me, it's for me, it's both. There are there are some videos that I would love to like totally catch fire and like people use and you know I, because as a as a teacher as someone who wants to put certain ideas out there about certain things, I would love for those to to take. Well, the good news is that for what you're doing, your audience essentially grows over time. Like even if you feel if you feel that kind of. Um, concern in your heart of like, I'm training percussionists to go out into the world where maybe they don't have as much value. Um, but at least you're, you're training an audience for yourself. So it doesn't matter. Like they can right. at least laugh at your jokes. Right. Right. And that's, you know, tuition is no problem compared to building an audience like one person at a time. Right. Yeah. So Alex, can we, let's talk about you for a minute. I, I met you at Dartmouth. Um, I used to teach there. You went to school there. That's correct. Um, I met you as a, I guess I met you as a, as a composer. Yeah, we, we met like outside of a coffee shop with all the other graduate students. And you, I knew that you were going to be, like I, I knew your name and you knew that I was going to be there because we had a mutual connection. Mr. John Fitz Rogers, his music we're playing tonight. Pretty sweet. Um, but because uh, you're a South Carolina boy. <laughs> yep. Um, and, but, so you kind of, your website is welldang.com. Yes. And so I know you, I know you as a musician, you've also done a lot of video projects with me. You also design websites. You also do programming and computer things of many forms. You also, if people go to Will Dang, they, you make so much internet content yeah you have what it what what if i if if when when todd goes there later what kind of things would he find at your website <laughs> just to bring you in um he he would find uh web series short films um web series are basically like long long you know you want to make a longer story but you're like but i need the excuse that it's not going to look very good i need to like i need everybody to agree that it's cheap ahead of time <laughs> so I'll just partition it into sections, um, and they would they would go back as far as 
2008. Um, but but in terms of subject matter, there's probably generally a dry humor component to them. I, I'm just trying to I get what is your what's your deal, man? Like where wh- why do you do all this? What is your if somebody what is your elevator pitch for your life? Because as I said, like you do all these disparate things. When I talk to you, when I call you on the phone, you're either like I'm recording a record this week just for fun, but next week I'll be gone for two weeks because I'm recording 15 seasons of web series, which will air for the next three years. But then I have a week, and then there's another movie, which I'm making for $75. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I won't do 15 seasons of web series, but um, but maybe five. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a, a valid question, and one I think I'm constantly struggling with myself is like, why do anything? You know, at some point... Some people like, you know, you want to you make a career in creative things, which essentially means that it pays your bills and your retirement, right? But then also, if you have uh, decent success in doing other things that don't necessarily take up that much of your time and you still want to do, like, the creative stuff, the imperative to, the imperative for success is lower because, like, there's, there's a stability, out. Okay, you know? You. It's sort of like um, teaching a university to be and being a musician at the same time, right? Because one supplements the other, but they also kind of go together. Like making all that sweet web series money supplements that sweet composer money. <laughs> it supplements all the uh, the cheap websites that I do for people under under fee. Um, no, no the 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 web series. It's it's all kind of. I, I didn't. Um, I decided whenever I was going to college that I wasn't wasn't going to go for filmmaking, even though I was doing that at the same time. I decided I was going to go for composition just because I was like, I think I'll learn more for what I want to do or for sort of goals in life. I'm not really going to have the opportunity to learn, go through an orchestration class when I'm not in school, but I could definitely learn like how to focus a lens when I'm not in school. It's like the, the difference of, is it good to have a somebody who knows what they're talking about telling you or is it okay just to look online for a result um and that's kind of that kind of split it you know that's kind of maybe in some ways what created the problem because if i had just focused on making movies and like sort of doing soundtracks for them maybe it would be less of a um trying trying to make all things fit together whereas now because i like writing music that is somewhat complicated and I'm like, well, I can do a soundtrack like that. So then I kind of want to make a movie so I can make a soundtrack like that. <laughs> uh, and so it kind of, they, they feed each other to the point where, um, for me, it's sort of like almost an addiction. And whenever I get done with one project, I'm basically just looking for my next fix for the next one. More than I'm worried, like, oh, does anyone see it? So by the time it goes out on the web, I just don't care about it anymore. That's why like, I, don't, I don't do a very good job talking about it because I just go, well, I'm kind of tired of it at this point. You more than anyone seem unencumbered by that problem like when i talk to you and you're like i just finished a series i think you know i expect most people go into desperate desperate mode about trying to get things looked at or worrying about it and you kind of are like yeah i don't know it'll go up in a week i'm three projects down the road yeah that's i think that has a lot to do with um that i am maybe maybe lucky in this way but um i tend to always have more ideas than i can do I don't really have like a writer's block problem ever. So for me, it's more like I committed to the idea enough to get it done. But now I've got another idea I like better. So I'll just work on that one while you watch the old one. (laughs) Uh, 
so it's unlike some some folks it where it might be like oh this is a passion project i've been working on this script for six years and i finally got all the people together and we made it and it's okay but like now i've got to be serious and like have a real career i'm like i'll just move on to the next one since you are to my mind you are my resident expert on all things <laughs> internet media what advice do you have for todd Meehan? <laughs> it's more like what advice does todd have for me because because like his viewership he's hitting an audience that's like clear and following him in some way um i think i think in some ways because the content is like sharpened to the point where it's very direct but I think that you're reaching the audience you're trying to reach. It might also be because you're friends with all of that entire audience on Facebook. Yeah, I don't. But I think that's 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 for me. I think that's my next trick. Like, obviously, my my peers and my circle of friends are my initial. That's sort of like they surround me closely. That's my first audience. But really, with most of the stuff, I think I'm trying to reach beyond those people. Like, they like they get all the jokes or, you know, like, or, or whatever the thing is that I'm throwing out there. Like that's, that's nothing. You know, if I put a, if I put a video out, it's not going to be something that Doug or Tim is going to think like, Oh wow. I've never thought of that before. You know, it's like you've made all the same jokes. I just made a video about it. So I'm trying to get now to like all the college kids and high school kids and junior high kids or drum aficionados or, you know, whoever is doing this stuff that are beyond my circle. Um, and there's probably some better strategy for that. I was thinking you should have like a British accent. <laughs> it's usually what makes, that'll at least up your, people will be like, well, he's, he's a great actor as well. Right, right. I know that my son is 10 times more likely to watch the video if there's a fake British accent. Right. What do you, how far do you think that, that content in that kind, in that kind of, space can go though. I don't that I think that's the really great question because for me the con that content feels very normal. Like that content is just like that that's just what I I do, you know. And it, it's not that like when I'm actually teaching say my students at Baylor like I'm constantly, you know, taking sarcastic jabs at them and everything like that. <laughs> Although sometimes, sometimes um but I don't know, like if that if that um, content is reeking of something, I'm, I may actually be numb to what it is reeking of. Does that make sense? So it may fall flat with a lot of people, or it may just not land or not hit with, you know, like uh, whatever random kid from whatever high school in Illinois or something. They might see it and think. Uh, this this is not percussion or this is not what you know this is not how i want to um digest my my percussive information or whatever the case i don't know but you've um, also like in saying that you've identified still where how far your audience can go by people that are looking to digest percussive information yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. right 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 yeah and so yeah that's the, it, my hope is that i mean i do want to be broad i think what i do and um what each of you know the other percussionists in this this room here do is really pretty narrow, you know? Um, but I, I don't want to be narrow. So like, I wanna talk about drum set, even though I'm not a great drum set player and don't do it much anymore. I wanna talk about marching band and drumline um, because like, there's so much to talk about there, but I'm completely unqualified. And I, you know, I tried to talk about it like a week or two ago and 
it I, didn't work out. So yeah, well. there were like problems, and I got my hand slapped, and I had to like remove stuff from the internet, and th you know. So like, I, but I want to, I want to attempt to do those things because I do want to cast the net pretty wide, and that may be like that may be something that I need advice on because I don't know if I know exactly how to do that other than by continuing to build build content, continuing to be around, and just like you know. Basically, if in another year or two, it's just understood that like, oh yeah, liquid drum, that's a thing. Like people go to PASIC or whatever and like liquid drum's a thing. Like maybe they have a booth. What do they do? I don't know, I'm not sure, but they're a thing. Like we know what they are and they have like a t-shirt. Hit me, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm just, I mean, I'm just thinking about it too. With, or so, so you're saying something interesting about how, like, so you're speaking with different voices and wearing different hats and then, it's like you want to cast a net wide sort of in one context because if I'm understanding you correctly, like you're an educator and you, and, or that's part of who you are and part of your life and you would like to speak to maybe, maybe a wider field than the other voice wearing the other hat. I was going to say as an artist, but it's too heavy. Like, say, yeah. it's just like, or like it's another personality like you're sort of trying on and wearing. But the videos you make are... are I don't want to say they're hyper specific to like the artist slash like personal you hat wearing individual, but but they are right like the, or like the sensibility of it is like one person or it like it's a really definite and personal and defined kind of voice. So it's interesting. You're, so you're saying something about like trying to hit as wide a possible or cast as wide a possible net. But yeah, like I, extremely, I, like yeah, like I would need more people specific. on my team to to probably hit hit you know, you know like I see what you're saying. Well, I don't know, but there, but there's something to be said for that too. Like, hopefully, someone can identify with you because you're maximally you, somehow. Sure. Or, like, it's always at least for me. Like, it's the things that come across in specificity that are the really personal ones. Like, right. if, if if I get a generic video. I, I can't imagine, but so, so I'm imagining like a hypothetical like drum set clinic sort of lesson like that. Like that experience grays out because we've seen a lot of them before. Like the, where the, maybe the content is not so individual, maybe the way someone is delivering a thing is not so individual, and it just sort of falls back into like a type of thing or like a category of something in my brain that's very just very flattened. And no, that yeah, it's like, I, this, it's like the specificity of a thing that like makes it you, and I want to watch your video. Right, right. Yeah, like if if that's actually true, like if you are just a, a person who would potentially watch my video mm -hmm. and that were true, that would be great. Because I like that that makes so much sense to me. Like I don't I, the joy that I'm getting out of it is 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 kind of the offering the commentary. So and that is very very personal. Mm -hmm. Um like I don't like watching drum videos. And you know, I've said many times before I don't really like listening to percussion music. Um, I don't, and I don't like Alex. I don't know if for you if like, if you're like, no, I'm a web series junkie, and you watch all these no, things. No. Like I stay away from it. Not that, but like the, all the stuff that I do because it just doesn't interest me. You know, yeah. Like other that, than like the the Dave King stuff, which is hilarious, but like that too is like that is so that's a very personal parody a, of a type of a exactly, thing rather than right. Exactly. His is sort of his is sort of parodying like instructional video right. videos. And right. You, yours is. Like your stigmata video is like a fake infomercial in right. some ways. And so that type of humor, I think, probably does translate. The problem is the details, you know, like the more specific the the details of what you're 
joking about, the more it just seems like the content is serious or like, is he being funny? I don't know because I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> and so that's ultimately that's ultimately why I was kind of you know why I'm saying like you could help me more because you you could actually get a, a map of the world, figure out where the schools are, <laughs> figure out like where all the instructors are, get their email addresses, and reach your entire audience. Right. Um, right. And and so in that way, like there is a maximum. Right. Like in that in in ways that you can't do that right. with your stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, could but you know the this, the magnitude of scale makes it less possible. Right. <laughs> um, and so, you know, translating it to a wider audience, I would think would be daunting because you'd ultimately have to leave the comfort zone of that which you know to make it more general. And then at that point, does it is it the same? Right. Right. I think what I love about all three of your contents is that they are they are specific to you in ways that it doesn't feel like I am trying to make. You're not using templates. Um, I you know Tim's things are are so of Tim decidedly Tim. Um, and Alex, you're I think because of as you said, your desire to just keep having ideas and executing them, they are similarly not like following specific trends. Like yeah, and I think that's a big problem I have too. <laughs> but it's it's kind of it's it's wonderfully interesting. Of like, I want to make a sci-fi movie. I want to make a movie about what it would what it would be like to remake a '90s horror genre. Right. I or then like I'm frustrated working with a committee of people on projects. So I'm going to make a web series about being frustrated with about yeah. a frustrating group of individuals working on a project. So it's just like, it just keeps churning itself out at its own. There's, there's definitely like an honesty that comes from it not being, it's not mandated from any, um, like motivation to get something out of it. It's more like I'm doing it as some sort of, um, brain dump catharsis, which I think I, which I think I appreciate. With this whole process, I think I fear I just need more therapy in my life. So I'm just pretending to be a therapist with a microphone. Mm. Um, which is, we'll, we'll work on that in future episodes. Uh, but then yours, Todd, it's so funny to hear you talk about it. Because also, yours are, your videos are so stylized that, you know, I keep waiting for you to look at me in the car one day and being like, just kidding, dude. Actually, if you go to this website, <laughs> this is a straight lift of this guy. Just check it out. Right. I'm like totally waiting. Like I think that's the beauty though of like completely not knowing what I'm doing. Right? That you've just kind of happened upon a style. I just I, yeah, I, which for me is like not even a style. It's just like I don't know, I turn the camera on and then No, but it is very I mean your your hand is all over it. Like like quick cuts and no dissolves and everything is hyper focused and in front of your face this way and extremely clear and completely dry and deadpan. Like that's a signature like you know, you came to it by accident or by you got those from, the beginning from thing, my black swamp video. Well, I, yeah, no. And that's, that's actually true. Like when I first, like when I did, like if, if anyone cares and if anybody went back and watched my, the first video, which is the black swamp promo video, like I had, I had the dissolve and I had, cause I, that one, I really didn't like, I was, that was like first, first day camera out of the box. Let's just mm -hmm. turn it on and go. Totally didn't know what I was doing. And then I watched Doug's when Doug played Alex's piece and did his other stuff and um, it just looked so much better. 
and he had the stuff that was like close up and and I was like, oh, that that looks pro and mine doesn't. And I only and that's I, just straight up shout out Pat Burns. Totally. And so like I only I only let Doug know about that like a couple of weeks ago and he's like, Oh yeah, I had a guy do it. And I was like, Oh but so you've been imitating a thing you didn't know that you were imitating. Well, and it was at a different. It, I mean, it was only it was only imitating of. like just these these two tools, here, which was here like, are two ways to use the material. Yeah, that like I didn't try know it before. without the dissolve and and try things a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, again, like I'm totally talking. Uh, you know, I'm I'm sitting across from someone who knows. Um, yeah, just so 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 much more than I could ever hope to know well, about this. Thing Alex taught me about video making. He was like, "You don't want that gap." Just cut it out. Because I remember with the one with our, our video about um, the holiday walk, walk Manhattan video, yeah. I, was, I was a little wordy. And you were just like, no, no, watch. I'm just going to chop that word out. And my head jilted to the left and nobody cared. Yeah. yeah it's all like, when it comes to the web, you are free of that kind of thing. Like right. if you were to release a feature where like, you know, the actors are in new places, the scene never cut to something else, then yeah, you'd have a problem. Right, right. <laughs> Unless yeah, it was yeah, for yeah. style. But the web kind of has formed that, I think, out of people having that exact problem. Like, I'm not sure what I'm doing, and this all take too long, and, uh, you know, they seem kind of cheesy, so let's just cut it out and see what happens. And I think that, that I think that's kind of a natural, that's a natural editing style that's formed just for the medium existing. Right. I Yeah, and I think if, if my stuff seems stylized at all it's only because like within the percussion world there aren't many people doing it so like plain and simple like whatever i'm whatever it is that i'm doing which we all don't know well and i and i hate you for being somewhat photogenic for having taken press photos with you for 15 years now i'm the doughy one (laughs) it's like i'm the doughy one looking for the right angle like back in the so days, stupid shooting would be blinking in every every photo, and then it was cheap, like, "Oh, Todd shot. looks yeah. fine. Yeah. Todd looks fine." How could we fan the, the flame war potential? It's time to go a little bit longer. <laughs> but no, but you like you was like, "Oh, yeah, he like." And that was my when you did when you did your. Oh, I'll stop calling things stupid. When you did your really great, um, <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your style video, and then you're standing there like putting on a bow tie. I'm like, that motherfucker looks okay in a bow tie. He's like, I would like, I would, I would have gotten the the, the like doughy chin shame in the first. I would have, I would have turned on the camera, looked at my chin, turned the camera back off, and gone running. It's you look good. You do it. That's it's, this is all me my way of saying uh, complimenting your videos because you actually look like you could be in a video, unlike a lot of our community. <laughs> Notice that hmm. I'm from Pittsburgh, where a lot of men um, have ten extra pounds and have goatees, and that could be said of many people we see in the percussion community. Sometimes when we go to our convention, I'm like, I feel like I'm in Pittsburgh. Look at all those goatees. <laughs> if you have a goatee, I love you, and um, you look great. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. It Please leave good. a response in the comment box below this video, <laughs> Mr. Colin. We look forward to hearing from you. A point being for me, like I'm, I'm totally liberated by the fact that I that it, it's it's like all new and fresh, and so whatever. And I, I don't think if I were putting it out there for the for the videographer community, then obviously there would be issues and problems, yeah. and and it, and it there'd be a lot of stuff. 
but I'm not. I'm putting it out for the percussion and new music community and, and broader drum world, hopefully, eventually. And so maybe they're all a little bit more forgiving. To say something sincere um, about you in maybe a nice way, it's fun to watch you be um, inspired by this project. Maybe it's something I feel as, as we in this room, um, some of us more than others, are approaching 40 and we're, we're feeling... Um, our, our mid mid career mid ageness. I know on good days I don't think about it, but on bad days I can think about how the road forward looks long. So it's kind of fun to see that all of a sudden you have this spark. Yeah, um, and I I enjoy experiencing that from myself. But I, I think you're absolutely right. And it's not that I was like, you know, totally burned out and looking for a career change or anything like that. But I think. You know, we're all trying to, I, you know, 15 years ago, you weren't rubbing snare drums or, True. Yeah. you know, maybe you had the thought to do it, but you get struck by something and you're like, oh, this, this thing. Um, I think what I like about my thing is that I'm building it in a vague and broad enough fashion that it's going to allow me to do so many different things in the future that can all just happen within it. But I think you're right. I, like it's, it excites me in ways that learning, um, you know, Schwantner's Velocities does not. I'm just going to say that on, honestly. I'm not, you know, and that's nothing against that piece. Well, you is, haven't tried to learn it on a, on a small baby xylophone toy like Tim did for his video Velociraptor <laughs> on musical miniature masterworks. Well, I, I use that piece because you have played it, and you've played it too. I have not, actually. But you played a version of it. Right, Velociraptor. Oh, on my, my toy xylophone. Yes. Yeah, he's toy xylophone. Yeah, so he's kind yes. of played it. I mean, pretty much. That's kind of what it does. It will. But like it's much you know, more deep than that. And that's not to say that I'm not going to be inspired by certain musics, you know, that that we're confronted with, and you know, like that's that's part of why we commission stuff, and you know, because there's always like that next. That's why thing. Alex is at our house today. Yeah, like no, it's it's awesome to build new things like that, and that that does still excite me. Um, but just, just sitting in my office, shouldn't say just, sitting in my office and teaching and rehashing a lot of these things that we've done over and over and over, if I don't have something else that's like burning an extra fire, I think all of it's going to turn gray. But if I do have this other thing, then that stuff still stays fresh. Like I can mm. still get up and get excited for Canaries and, and you know, teaching Beethoven 9 or whatever the case may be. Like, it's just generally kind of this this life source. Okay. Well, maybe maybe to um, coming closer to wrapping it up, um, I think a big question for all of us is um, why do you hate Josh Quillen? Um, yeah, I mean, that's hard to put into, into words, I think. He... I mean, probably more than anyone in the percussion community. You know, like when there's just, there's people, there's artists that like you, like you may not even know them that well, but they just like irk you, you know? <laughs> like just the thought, the idea is like, you know, like you have the, I mean, I've heard you say that about people before. <laughs> oh, it hurts my heart. <laughs> and so like for me, it's just like, that's, that's Josh, and I, f I think he he feels the same way about me, and um, 
what? So he's from Ohio, right? And I'm from Texas. Neither one of us are going to back down, I don't think. So if he, he's threatened at next year's PASIC to do some sort of, of public confrontation with me. And if he is listening to this, if he gets to the end of your podcast and he hears this, I accept that challenge. You tell me when and where, and we'll do it. Tim is my witness. Signed, sealed, delivered. I'll just say that um, it really pleases me to know that uh, our, 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 our field is turning it, uh, towards professional wrestling. <laughs> and that it hurts uh, Josh's mom's heart a lot um, for for him to know that for her to know that these these feelings are going out um, over the internet. And I've I've spent time with Josh's mom, and I've I've gone to Penzo's Pizza, and I've slept in Josh's bed, and I know what his room looks like, and it's still a little like when he was a kid, and it touches me. So this is between you and Josh. And then we'll have to wait till the comment thread when Josh signs on to this to find out more. For the record, I've never really had a problem with the guy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just Todd. <laughs> I think we all think he's great. Well, and I think for the, I think that's a, that's another that's a beautiful thing about um, social media. It's like we can track all of this, and like we can quantify I, the amount of hatred that's out well, there no, for we Josh. Can, we can what we can track is who said what first. So I think if you want to check the records. If you want to go back and check the records. Who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Um, I, you know, I had, there was something about Rowdy Roddy. Okay. Which is weird because I just, actually on, on the flight over, um, there's, a, there's a piece in the American Airlines magazine about, about WWE. And they had a picture of him. And he's so, like, not, like, there's nothing about him. Like he's not he's not big, he's not flamboyant. I don't know. Maybe he maybe it's like me. Maybe I identified with him. Like I mean, he wore the he wore the kilt. Did he pass this year? Recently, I I don't recall I the feel year. Like but we lost. We have definitely like lost, lost Mr. Piper. Yeah. But there was something I don't know. He was fiery, right? Oh, he was very fiery. Was he Irish? Yeah, he was a Scotsman. Piper's Pit. Well, was he Irish? Yeah, he's a Scotsman. Piper's Pit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Our collective people just sigh across the ocean. Died. I, you caught me not looking. Well, you earlier you were like making fun of the British accent, like, "Oh, just yeah, put really. a British accent on it." And then, you know, like I was feeling at that point, I was like, wow, "Me and a Perkins so and a Feeney sit at a dining room table." <laughs> hey, was he Irish? Yeah, he's a Scotsman. I, right? <laughs> I'm a Fife. I'm a Scotsman. You're, so I mourn uh, the loss of Rowdy Roddy Piper. Although I do think in that American, we all claim all of those things. I think I'm mostly Irish in my heritage, actually, more than being a Scot. Hmm. I have a cousin that's a Joyce, and I think I'm I am more Irish than he is. Um, but he he would take me down on that claim, and I would I would probably put on a kilt if he told me to, because <laughs> I'm a Fife. Um, there's, there's Mr. Piper. Well, this has been great. I enjoyed our uh, little segment called Pro Wrestling and Percussion with Todd <laughs> and Josh. And um, I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me today. <laughs> uh, this was fun and hopefully informative. This is great fun. I love you guys. Um, and I mean that. And sometime, when are we, when are we going to all get old enough that we start taking like family vacations together at the beach? 
I feel like we're old enough to do that now, but maybe we've we've missed we've, since we haven't done it. We've missed the window, and now it's going to be like when we're sixty. Right. It could be that. I've always well, Alex will be fifty-one at that point, but he'll be fine. <laughs> I'm in a very different place in life. But and you, your children will all be in college, so you can, right. Yeah, you. Yeah. Right. But maybe maybe when we're sixty. All right. Well, with a wink from Todd, and some raised eyebrows from Tim, uh, we're signing off from this uh, five days. Thanks, guys. Yeah.